here. Hallelujah. Okay, so in case you haven't figured it out yet, the name of this message is Will the Real Sons of Yah Please Stand Up? Yes. Mm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the sons of Elohim. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, even more specifically, we're going to be talking about the manifestation oh, of the sons of Elohim. Yeah. You know, for scripture teaches us in Romans 8, 29, it says, because those whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, you know, so he doesn't want to be the only one of his sort, you know, he want to have many brethren, but in order that for that to happen, some sons of Elohim need to be manifested into the earth. Amen. Amen. You know, Romans 8, 19 teaches us for the earnest expectation of the creator or the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of Elohim. You know, the earnest expectation of the creatures, you know, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of Elohim. You know, everyone's waiting on the sons of Elohim to come on the scene. Mm -hmm. You know, so that said, just what is a son in relation to scripture, you know, from a scriptural perspective? When we look at the word son in Hebrew is Ben. You know, and it's made up of the bet and the noon. The bet speaks to the house or the family, and the noon speaks to a seed or a continuance. And so you put the two together, you have the family continues or the continuation of the family. And some um, some uh, uh, lexicons also say the builder of the family. You know, and if we look at the root, um, you look at this as a root, and one of the continents that come out of this root, we find Bana, which means to build, which is number 1129, you know, um, even as many sons build a family, you know, or a son continues the family. Amen. Mm -hmm. And another root that comes out of um, Ben, you know, is Evan or, or stone, you know, even as you have many stones. It takes many stones to build a house, yeah. you know, and in Genesis 5, 3, it, it tells us that Adam bore a bend in his likeness, like his image, you know, and 1 Kings 5, 5, you know, says, I will set your bend on your throne and he will build a house for my name because that would be the son of Elohim yes. and he would continue the house of Elohim. Amen. You know, so to gain insight concerning becoming sons of Elohim, we'll begin by looking at Adam, the first man. For Adam was not only the first man, but also the first physical son of Elohim upon the earth. You know, in Luke 3.38, which was the sons of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of Elohim. And so we see not only was Adam the first man, he was also the first son, you know, first physical son of Elohim. So therefore, uh, we'll look at the makeup of the first 
son of Elohim. And then that'll tell us, you know, how subsequent sons of Elohim, you know, will be because we know that Yah changeth not, right? Right. And so Genesis 1.26 says, and Elohim said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So one thing that we can rest assured upon is that the sons of Elohim, when they manifest themselves, or if they're here now, the way that you can tell them is that they are in the likeness, the image and the likeness of Elohim. Amen? Amen. You know, and Genesis 5, 3 has uh, also bear witness to this as um, we just read shortly. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. So hereby we learn that men are naturally made like their fathers. Amen. Amen. You know, they're naturally made like their fathers in their likeness and in their image, which is evident even in nature. To validate this concept, let us take a look at some fathers and sons. Uh, okay. That threw me for a loop when it's back in that. But and Elohim said, let us make man in our image. So we're going to take a look at some sons and we're going to look at the images of fathers and sons. You know, because today fathers are still making sons in their likeness and image. You know, such as these two um, characters. You know, some of you may recognize them. You know, this is father and son. You know, you can clearly see that, you know, one is in the image of the other, right? How about these two? You know, you can you can you can definitely see that he's in his image, right? About, about these two. You know, you don't you don't have to guess guess at that, right? <laughs> you know. Men are still making their sons yep. in their image. Amazing, yeah. Amen? Amen. You know, the more things change, the more things remain the same, right? Yeah. How about these two? Uh, <laughs> they practically look like twins, don't yeah. they? You know, you have to really look close to see one is actually older than the other. You know, but uh, that is pretty close, right? <laughs> you know, yes, man is still making sons in their image and likeness, right? You know, so, you know, y'all started it and it continues on, you know. So if we find a son of Elohim, we can rest assured, you know, that he's going to be in the image and the likeness of Elohim. Amen? Amen. You know, uh, now Genesis one twenty six didn't just say, let us make man in our image, but also after our likeness. Genetics is defined as the study of heredity and the variation of inherited um, characteristics. No one really knows the intricacies of what we actually inherit from our parents. But undoubtedly, we naturally inherit some things, but others we have to work at if we're to truly be after our father's likeness. The second, you know, so, you know, just because we look like 
you know, our, our uh, fathers doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to act totally like our fathers, in other words. You know, if we want to act like our fathers, then we have to imitate them. We have to put forth some effort. It's not going to just be natural, you know, um, just as as your looks were. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, now the second thing we need to understand is who our father is, especially spiritually, for we're going to have some, some traits passed down from him as well. These traits will be good or bad depending on who your spiritual father is, mm. just as they are with who with whom your natural father is. You're going to receive some characteristics from 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 him uh, as well, depending on what type of father he is. You know, Amen. Amen. Now that said, it should be easy to see that knowing who your spiritual father is can be helpful if you can see. Um, how knowing who your physical father can also be helpful in understanding why you think the way you do, mm. as well as why you have tendencies to do some things and the tendencies not to do other things. Mm. Right. You know, some of these characteristics are actually inherited from your father. Yeah. You know, and so you know this is this is important to know and understand. So you know, if you know and understand your your biological father, then you can understand you know why you know you. You had a tendency, some of the tendencies that you have and some of the um, things that you seem to, you know, stay away from or don't have, you can kind of see where it comes from. And the same thing with your spiritual father. Amen. 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 <laughs> Who's your dad? <laughs> you know, uh, this is, of course, the leader of the dark side. <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, he poses a question. Who's your dad? You know. Now, there's an old African American proverb that says mama's baby, mama's baby pops baby. Right? You know, and <laughs> so I want you, to, you know, this this is this is important for you to understand because you know, like. When you take a look at these two, <laughs> they're totally unrelated. That's amazing. Yeah. Really? Oh, they are not related in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Wow. Sure. <laughs> Neither are these two. Wow. They are not related in any shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> these two are not related in any shape, form, or fashion. Neither are these two. They likewise are not related in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So as you can see, just because one looks like someone else doesn't mean they're related. So we can't go off of looks alone. You know, so just because you look like a father doesn't mean that you are truly their son and doesn't mean that you are you have their likeness you know us sons aren't supposed to just look like our fathers but we're also supposed to act like yeah. them. you know consider yokanon 839 through 44 let me have my first reader read yokanon 839 through 44. they answered and said unto him abraham is our father Yahushua saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, 
ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of Elohim. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even Elohim. Yahushua said unto them, If Elohim were your father, he would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from Elohim. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Hallelujah. Okay, so Yahshua is teaching us here that, you know, that one will act like their father, especially their spiritual father. You're going to act like your spiritual father. And to some degree, you're going to act like your physical father. You know, now... So what I'm trying to pull out here is, is I want you to see that, you know, it's not enough just to be in, you know, a son in likeness. You also, um, I mean, a son in image wise, you know, you also have to be a son in likeness, you know, and so you have to do the works of your father. You know, whatever your father did, that's what, what you're going to do. You know, and so um, here it is, Yahshua is pointing out, you know, that, that these guys, weren't children of Abraham's because they're not, they weren't doing the works of Abraham. So he knew they couldn't be, you know, they were doing the works of, of um, the devil. And so they must be sons of the devil. <sighs> the devil have sons. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and his sons do the lust of their father. <laughs> well, what are the lust of, of, of their father? What are the lust of um, Satan? Um, just as many um, people today don't know who their biological father is, likewise with regard to their spiritual father. You know, a lot of folks don't know who their spiritual father is, but today I'm going to introduce you to your spiritual father so that you can better understand yourself, you know, if nothing else. If nothing else, you'll be able to, you know, to know, you know, it'll answer some questions as to why, you know, you do some of the things you do, you know, and why you don't do some things you want to do. <gasps> I am your father, says the um, leader of the dark side, you know, and yes, you know, this is the spiritual father of everyone born in the flesh, you know, and like father, like son, when we consider the lust of the flesh, which preceded um, and was handed down, you know, which we inherited from our father of the dark side, you know, it bears witness that he is our spiritual father. You know, let me have my next reader read Galatians 5, 13 through 21. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For if the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Ruach of the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Ruach of the Spirit, and the Ruach Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led by the Ruach of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. For the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of Elohim. Why will they not inherit the kingdom of Elohim? Even because they're not the sons of Elohim. You know, and, you know, there's not anyone in here that did not fit this um, description at one time or another. Amen? Amen. You know, so that makes it evident that he was your spiritual father. Right. Mm -hmm. And like father, like son, this is why we walk in sin. This is why we lived in sin, yeah. you know, because of our spiritual father. This is why we were, had tendencies to do sin and have tendencies to do sin and was prone to do so, you know. But when we began to uh, be led by the Ruach, you know, it's contrary to what the flesh, flesh lusts of after, you know, so that we cannot do the things that we would. And so we cease from doing the works of, of that uh, spiritual father. You know, now, if one is honest with themselves, they'll discover that their spiritual father was or is the devil. Mm -hmm. And that they've been walking in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. But it's not the end of the world, for there is hope. You know, as they say, wait, there's mm -hmm. more. You know, mm -hmm. Matthew Yahoo 13, 36 through 43 says, Then Yahushua sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him and saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. Hello, saints. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Now, so this, this here teaches us that there's good seed out here, which are the children of the kingdom, but the, the, um, the wicked one, the devil, has his children as well. Amen? Amen. You know, and how do you think the good seed um, act, the children of the kingdom? They act like Yah. How we know how, how y'all act. Because Yahshua came down here and showed us what he act like. Amen? Yes. He set the example for us. You know? Now, verse 40, we're going to pick it up with. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be welling and gnashing of teeth. Now get this. 
Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. So the sons of Elohim are the righteous that shine forth as the sun. Hallelujah. Everybody still with me? Yeah. Everybody see that? Yeah. You know, the sons of Elohim are the righteous that shine forth as the sun. You know, they'll shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Hallelujah. You know, so those who are in the kingdom of their father, they are righteous and their righteousness shines forth as the sun. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. So let's consider this, uh, the sun a little bit more. In Wisdom 5, 6, it teaches us, it says, therefore, we erred from the way of truth and the light of righteousness have not shined unto us. The sun of righteousness rose not upon us. Then we have Malachi 4.2. But unto you that fear my name shall the sun of righteousness arise with killing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the star. You know, and we know that the sun of righteousness that's being spoken of here was that son of Elohim. Yahushua Hamashiach himself. You know, and in order for him to arise upon you, then you have to be in the light of righteousness. You know, in order for him to rise upon you, you have to fear Yah's name. But unto you that fear Yah's name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. You know, so we have to fear the name of Yahuwah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If we're going to be the son of Yahuwah. Now, Elohim is light. In him is no darkness at all. This is why his sons are light. This is why their righteousness shines forth as the son of righteousness. You know, even as his first begotten. Amen. Amen. If you discover that your spiritual father is the devil, all is not lost. <laughs> For you can be born again. That is, you can still be fathered from Yah above. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you find yourself son of the wicked one, it's okay. Be born again. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that you can be also a son of the Most High El. Amen. Let me have my next reader read Yochanan 3, 1 through 8. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Yahshua by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from Elohim. For no man can do these miracles that thou dost except Elohim be with him. Yeshua answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again, be born when he is old? Can he enter into enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Yeshua answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born born of water and of ruach. 
he cannot enter into the kingdom of Elohim. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Ruach is Ruach. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it lists, where it lists, and thou hearest the sound of thereof, but canneth not tell whence it came, which it come, cometh, and whether it goeth. So every one that is born of the Ruach. Hallelujah. So, you know, here it is. You see, you can and you must be father from above. Amen? Amen? You know, so, again, will the real sons of Yah stand up? You know, because everyone that's claiming to be one is once received the Ruach, once received the Ruach will lead and guide you along the way. Along the way, the will and the purposes of the Most High. It's important to note that the Ruach HaKodesh won't make you do anything. You'll always have a choice. Yeah, I heard that somewhere before. Um, that said, we're also advised to make sure we don't quench the Ruach. We see in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of Elohim and Mashiach, Yahushua, concerning you. And then it tells us in verse 19, quench not the Ruach. You want to make certain you don't quench the Ruach. You know, so when it urges you to do something, just do it. You know, let me have my um, next reader read Romans 8, 13 through 17. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Ruach do it mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Ruach of Elohim, they are the sons of Elohim. For ye have not received the Ruach of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the Ruach of adoption, whereby we call Abba, Father. The Ruach itself beareth witness with our Ruach that we are the children of Elohim. And if children, then heirs, heirs of Elohim, and joint heirs with Messiah, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be, we may be also glorified together. Hallelujah. All right. So, you know, if ye through the Ruach do mortify the deeds of the body, that is the lust of the flesh, ye shall live because then you'll be in the likeness of the heavenly father you follow me yes. you know so if you through the ruach do mortify the deeds of the body you should live what happens if you don't mortify the deeds of the body all right just just so just so that we clear you know because there's a lot of people that teach you know once saved always say you know and you know you don't have to do nothing. You know, all you got to do is just, you know, name it and claim it. You know, just confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, and presto change, oh, it's done. You know, you're saved, and once saved, always saved. You know, you know, you're good. You know, yet that's not what scripture teaches. You know, he's saying, but if ye through the rule, I do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
What does that have to do with confessing with your mouth or believing in your heart? You understand? There's more to the story. Wait, there's more. Yes. You know, you have to do some stuff. You know, you know, there's people who teach that you don't have to do anything for Yahshua done it all so that you don't have to. You know, that is heresy that will cause you to go to H-E double hockey sticks. You know, if you're going to live, you have to mortify the deeds of the body. For as many as are led by the Ruach of Elohim, they are the sons of Elohim. Amen. You know, so we want to be led. We don't want to quench the Ruach. We want to let him lead us. You know, and, you know, when he does, you know, that bears witness that we've received the Ruach of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father, you know, we have been Father from above. Amen. We have become one of those sons of Elohim. Amen. You know, the earnest, man, the, the, um, the creature waited for the earnest manifestation of the sons of Elohim, waiting for those who are who are walking in his likeness. Amen? Amen. You know, now, if we're his children, his sons, then we're also heirs, heirs of Elohim, right? You know, now, Genesis, I mean, Galatians um, 417 teaches us teaches us about being an heir says now I say that the heir as long as he is a child because we're talking about being born again if you're born again you're not born again a spiritual adult amen, amen. you know if you're born again you're born again an infant amen yeah. you know and so if you're born again an infant and that infant is an heir you know apostle Paul teaches us in Galatians he says now I say that the heir as long as he is a child, differ of nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Now, these tutors and governors speaks to those who the, um, the ministerial leaders in the body of Messiah. You know, and verse three goes on to say, even so, when we were children, we're in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, Elohim sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the Torah to redeem them that were under um, the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Mm. And because ye are sons, Elohim have sent forth the Ruach of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son. And then for son, then an heir of Elohim, through Mashiach. Yeah. Hallelujah. So hereby we learn that we're made sons via Yahushua HaMashiach. And since we're sons, we're also heirs through Mashiach. But what did verse 1 say about heirs when they are children? They're nothing but servants. Mm -hmm. And that they're under the tutors and the governors. Yeah. Don't think for a minute that there's no order in Yah's kingdom. Right. There is order in Yah's kingdom. There is a hierarchy in Yah's kingdom. Amen? Now, this is a quote from C.S. Lewis. It says, says, the son of Elohim became a man so he can enable men to become sons of Elohim. I thought that was an excellent quote. You know, let us consider, consider 
Hebrews 12, 2 through 8. My next reader, please. Looking unto Yeshua, Yehushua, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of Elohim. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Adonai, for faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Adonai loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, Elohim dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Mm. Whoa, some heavy stuff here, right? Yeah. You know, so we see in verse two, it speaks of who for the joy was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, the stuff that he went through and knowing he was king, knowing that he was he was El above. Amen. He endured this for our sake. Mm. You know, now, you know, um, Paul says, for consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You know, some of us go through just a little something and we get wearied and faint in our mm -hmm. minds saying, you know, oh, you know, look, I, I, this righteous thing, you know, I, you know, I can't keep doing this. You know, this is too much. You know, this is too rough. This is hard, you know. Um, you know, well, he says, ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin like Yahshua did. Right. You know, this little stuff you're going through is nothing. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Adonai. You know, you're not perfect. When you mess up and you his son, he's going to chastise you. He's going to chastise you. You know, because he chastises those whom he loves. If you're his son, then you can rest assured that you're going to get a whooping from time to time. And I don't care if you male or female, you know, if you come into Yahshua, if you come into Yah, you're going to become his son. Amen. And if you do, he's going to chastise you, you know, and he scourges every son whom he received. You know, so if you endure the chastening, Elohim dealeth with you as sons. That's what you want. Amen? Amen. And if he doesn't chastise you, if you're not going through something, then you're not his sons. Now, I'm not going to tell you what, what you are according to Hebrews 12. I'm not, I'm not going there. You know? But I'm just going to say you're not his sons. Amen? So keep calm. And put first things first. Genesis 2.15 said, And Yahuwah Elohim took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. This is what the son, the first son of Elohim did. This is what the second son of Elohim and all the subsequent sons of Elohim should do at some point. Amen? In some way, shape, or form. You know, we have to dress and keep that garden. 
that Yah has put us into. We have to till the soil. This word dress is a bar that means to work. So yes, there's no way around it. You got to put some work in if you're going to walk this thing out. So many people think that they can just, you know, this it's just presto changeo, mm. you know, um, you know, abracadabra and all that, and, you know, and, you know, it's just automatic. No, you have to put some work in. You have to till the soil. Yermiyahu 4, 3 and 4 teaches us, you know, what that looks like. It says, for thus saith Yahuwah to the men of Yahuda and Jerusalem, Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to Yahuwah and take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Yahuda and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Lest my fury come forth like fire and burn and none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. You know, so if we're going to break up our fallow ground, we're going to circumcise our our hearts. Amen. Amen. We're going to remove every all the flesh of our hearts. Mm. We're going to get rid of the carnal aspect of our hearts. Mm. So we're going to get rid of the carnal heart, and we're going to we're going to uh, allow in the heart or mind that was in Yahshua. Amen. Amen. You know, so that's the equivalent of breaking up your fallow ground. And then he says, and so not among thorns. Mm -hmm. So you don't take Yah's, Yah's um, seed, the word of Elohim, and put it among, sow it among thorns. You don't sow it among the cares of this world. Mm -hmm. You know, so many people do that. You know, you they they got a whole, a whole new gospel centered around that, mm -hmm. you know, called the prosperity gospel, where mm -hmm. they take the seeds um, of Elohim, i.e. the word of Elohim, and they sow it among thorns, that is the cares of this world, you know, to try to bring forth a harvest, a bountiful harvest, you know, um, in the cares of this world. You know, we don't want those types of riches, you know, well, maybe we want some of them, but, you know, that is not the um, goal of why we're trying to plant the seed of Elohim. You know, we're trying to plant the seed of Elohim so we can re reap a, a harvest of Elohim. Amen. We want to reap the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the goodness, the meekness, the faith, the things in which there is no law against. Amen. Amen. This is the things that we want to that we want to reap. These are the things that we want to come from the seeds of Elohim that is planted into our hearts. You know, and so this is what we're, what we're looking for. But in order to get that, we have to till the soil. We have to break up our fallow ground and sow seed. You know, and fallow ground speaks to ground, you know, that's land idle that has no seed in, in it, you know, a seedless ground. You know, so we want we want to we want to break up the places that where the thorns are not, where we're not worrying about the cares of this world. We just worrying about bringing forth a harvest. Amen. A harvest of Elohim. You know, then we want to remove all the tares in the weeds. You know, this is another way we work the soil. We want to remove the tares and the weeds. What are the tares or the weeds? Well, we learned that in Matthew 13, 38. It says the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked. And if you know that you have some tares in your yard, you know, or in your heart, in the field, in your, in your heart, then you have to get rid of the tares. Amen? Amen. You have to get rid of the tares. If you know that you have some wicked folks, that's that's in your heart, you know. You got to get rid of the tears because the tears gonna choke out the seed. This is why you break up the fallow ground, which is seedless ground, so that you can sow seeds where the where the thorns aren't. 
because they're going to choke out the, the, um, the plants from the seeds. They're going to choke the weed out. Amen. They're going to choke the good seed, the children of the kingdom, right out of your heart. Say lie. Then we're to remove any and all rocks outside of the rock. Deuteronomy 32, 3 and 4 says, because I will publish the name of Yahuwah, ascribe ye greatness unto our Elohim. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, an Elohim of truth, without iniquity, just and right is he. So we want to remove all the rocks. We see rocks speaks to God. Amen. You know, it speaks to God. So we want to remove all the rocks. We want to remove this rock. We don't want this type of rock in our heart that is our field. Amen. We want to get rid of this rock too. You know, even though this is, um, you know, I read somewhere that he's the most popular, uh, uh, what do you call him? What is he? Um, not the wrestler. Actor. Yeah, most popular actor in the world right now. You know? Look what's on look what's on his uh on his arm. That is a picture of the Baphomet. You know, symbol of Satan. You know, he has a tattoo right on his arm. Think maybe, you know, you know, that has something to do with him becoming one. Um, the most popular actor in, in the world, yeah. yes. maybe just a little bit. Yeah. Hmm, make you wonder. Yeah, get rid of this rock too. Oh. You know, oh, yeah, we're gonna get rid of this rock too. Yes, you know, we don't we don't want this rock in in uh in in our in our field either. Wow. You know, and while we at it, throw this one out too. That's right. You know, yeah, we getting rid of all the rocks, but yeah. the rock. You know. Only rock we want in our garden is Yahshua, the rock. Amen. You know. So now it also tells us, told us to keep the garden. This word "keep" is Shema number eighty-one hundred four, and it speaks to hedge about as with thorns. That is to guard. You know, and this is what the gospel armor is for. You know, it's so that we can keep the soil. You know, so um. We want to have our loins girt about with truth. Mm -hmm. And this speaks to our minds. Wrap your mind about with scripture or truth. Yeah. You know, um, we find this in 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. We want to have on the breastplate of righteousness. That is, we want to make certain that we remain righteous. This is one of the many ways, um, this is one of the main ways to protect yourself is by staying righteous. I mean, yeah. you know, you want to girt yourself about with the truth. Thy word is truth. So you want to make certain that you always have his word wrapped around your mind. You know, you always want to make certain that you have on your breastplate of righteousness. You know, that is that you're walking in righteousness. That is the main way to protect yourself. You want to have your feet shod with peace. You don't want to be walking in anger. You don't want to be walking in malice. You don't want to be walking in envy. You don't want to be walking in jealousy. You don't want to be walking in aggravation. And in short temperance, you know, you want to have your feet shot with shalom. Amen. You know, you want to keep your shield of faith. You know, that is your shield of persuasion. You know, if you feel the rock is telling you to do something, you do it. You know, you um. well, first you filter it through the word and make sure it agrees with the word. And if it does, then you do it. Amen. You know, and, and this will shield you from the attacks of the enemy. Yeah. You know, then you want to have the sword of the Ruach in case you have to 
do battle in case you have to fight back. And that is, of course, the word of Elohim. You want to, that's why you want to stay well versed in the word of Elohim. So if someone comes up against you, you have a word of Elohim to combat them with. Amen. Don't try to combat the enemy with your word. I don't think y'all heard me. Don't try to combat the enemy with your words. Don't start talking about, you know, coming off the top of your head, speaking about what you think, you know, speak the word of Elohim. Use the word of Elohim. Sometimes you don't even have to speak it. You can just send them the word. You can just write it down. You can just text it. You can email it. Amen. You know, but use the word of Elohim as much as possible. Try not to use your word. Genesis 2, 16, and Yahuwah Elohim commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. You know, and uh, Genesis 1, 29, and Elohim said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree, and, and which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat or food. This word meat is okla, number um, 402, which speaks to food. Mm. You know, so we have our, our food that we're supposed to eat. You know, the sons of Elohim don't eat like the sons of the world. Mm. Amen? Amen? You know, we eat like our father. Amen? Amen? You know, and our father, you know, has left in his letter to us how we should eat. You know, um, Leviticus 11.3, it says, Whatsoever part of the hoof and is cloven footed and chew of the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you want to know what to eat, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. You know, Leviticus 11.9 says, These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters, whatsoever have fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. Mm -hmm. You know, Deuteronomy 14.11 teaches us of all clean birds ye shall eat. And um, Leviticus 11.22 says, even these of them ye may eat the locust after his kind, the bald locust after his kind, and the beetle after his kind, and the grasshopper after his kind. This is what I call our emergency food. <laughs> when all else fails, when you can't get no herbs, you can't get no fruits, no vegetables, you can't get no, you can't get no clean meats, you know, you can't get no clean fish. You can't get no clean file, then you know we do have an emergency supply, you know, if if need if need be, you know. But that's definitely not my first choice. You know? <laughs> it might, but you know, until I get in that type of situation, I won't be able to. Tell you. You, know? <laughs> you know, Genesis 2:17. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof. Thou shalt surely die. Now, eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil it equates to thinking you have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding outside of Yah. Outside of Yah, you are dumb as a box of rocks. Outside of Yah, you know absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, so whatever you think you know is wrong. You know, if it's outside of Yah, it's wrong. You know, you have to understand this because the only knowledge wisdom and understanding outside of Yah is that which came from Hasakai. All the other knowledge, wisdom, and understanding came from Yah. So if it's outside of Yah's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it is of 
the other guy. Okay, you know. So therefore, whenever you refuse with Yah's um, with Yah's word or choose to diso, if you refuse uh, or or disagree with um, Yah's word or choose to disobey Yah's word, you're actually eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. and you are sinning. Mm -hmm. You know, because the only things that is righteous for you to do are the things that Yah said for you to do. Amen. You know, and. You know, first Yochanan 3, 4, you know, says whosoever sin, sin transgressive also Torah, for sin is the transgression of Torah. That's the very definition of it. So Torah is the word of Elohim, amen? amen. You know, uh, now Romans 6, um, 23, and it's talking about the written word of Elohim, because there is another side of Torah that is not the word of Elohim, and that is the oral um part of Torah, but we're only talking about the written Torah, amen, just, just, amen. just to make myself clear. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, yeah. but the gift of Elohim is eternal life through Yahushua Mashiach, our Adonai. If you receive this gift, you are truly a son of Elohim. You know, the uh, Proverbs 21, 16, the man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. The way of understanding is only found in scripture. Any other way of understanding outside of scripture, outside of what God says, is not true understanding. You've been duped, you've been deceived, you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray. You know, turn back to God, get back in his way. Yeah. You know, Colossians 2.13, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses. You know, so whenever you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you're declaring either that you know better than Yah does and or that Yah isn't your Elohim. You know, and you'll never be a real son like that. Amen. Amen. So will all the real yeah. sons of Yah please yeah. stand up? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's all I have for you today. Pray with the blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.